welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I'm joined by my cat-loving co-host, Nikki. Hello. How are you? I'm alright. I uh, failed my driving test today. Apparently I'm not fit to drive on the roads. I mean, they're keeping you off the roads yeah. for another month or so. But don't worry everyone, it's because I'm too slow. So if you ever see a learner going around the UK, just going at the speed of a tortoise that'll be me <laughs> it's probably nikki in a tortoise mobile but you know, i mean it's, it's all good yeah I got, it's better that you're that way around than speedy mcspeedsons uh, yeah, i guess i just yeah it, it's fine I'll, I'll do it again like five more times and i'm sure one day i'll nail it but it's it's all good i'm i'm totally fine about it um how are you <laughs> yeah i'm good yeah. i don't have any news of any kind because i'm boring um but Talking of news, I'm sure you have some Nikki's news. I have a couple of bits of Nikki's news. Not many, just a little bit. Uh, we're we're nearly a, a year old. Whoa. Yeah. We're we might have teeth. a year old on in this month sometime. Next episode we'll do something for our birthdays. Um, but yeah, Game Five was one, which is pretty exciting. We've been doing this for a year somehow. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. Feels like an eternity. Oh, I was going to go the other way. I was trying oh. to be nice, but now. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. That That's cool. We'll do something special for the next one, maybe. We also did a giveaway for our 20th episode, which um, thank you, everyone, for, for taking part. And we really appreciate that because we've got some stickers and stuff. So uh, we did a giveaway also with um, some of Dan's games because he started on our last episode. Um, so thank you Dan for donating those games and we um, we put one in there as well so that, that went well, that was all good um, we appreciate everyone that kind of you know, decided they wanted some of our shit yeah, thank you for entering thank you Dan for giving us stuff thanks Nikki for posting it's all good, that's that, that literally that's it that's all Nikki's news is today we don't have very much you know, news that's okay, sometimes we're just not going to have that much news or any news, but Nikki's news will still we're boring, continue. let's face it yeah, it's fair. Oh, it's going to happen every single time. Like, Nikki's news is never going to die. No. I'll be doing Nikki's news till I'm 90, where I just walk around <laughs> and all people say, I'm telling everyone my news, what I've just done. <laughs> <laughs> just forcing your news upon us all. <laughs> I ate a bagel. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki, for your wonderful updates. You're it's fine. I'll be in the room next door yelling about shrimp or something. <laughs> But um, what? Why? Why are we here? Um, we're here because we have yet another episode to talk about. Uh, this time we're going to do top five video game consoles, which I am interested about. However, because it's something that I guess probably doesn't need a top ten, we're going to do our special top five episode because we are yes. a top five. Five isn't the name, and yet we do ten. It's fine because we have five, but mm. we also want to thank Games and Groceries podcast for suggesting this one um they are awesome go check out their youtube channel and podcast and everything um but yeah thank you so much for giving us this idea we are always happy to take other people's ideas uh not steal them <laughs> we, we you have to consent to giving us the idea but yeah. if you do then we'll, we'll put it on our list it's not a top five list it's like a top 100 list right now but it'll happen one day in yeah. the future i promise and we very much appreciate getting the ideas because sometimes our brains are less than useful yeah, they're getting pretty stale. Mm, it's a year. It's been a year. Almost. 
Um, so with the special kind of format episode, we did one of these before. Um, we're going to have a quiz, which Nikki has prepared for us. Uh, yes. I don't know anything about this quiz, so I'm excited. Um, and then whoever, if I get, uh, what is it, over three? Best of so five? The way, I'm, the way I've decided it, so obviously okay. you you have a two and I have a two and then obviously the number one spot. So for my quiz, what will happen is if you get more than two, mm-hmm. so if you if you get like three, basically, yeah. uh, then you win. So if you only get two and no more than two, I win. <laughs> So, so best of five yeah kind of so basically it could be- the other questions could become completely irrelevant once you've gotten three. Oh, okay so like if as you know you can get two and be like hey i'm i'm fucking winning but no you have to get more than two okay i may have made my quiz difficult mm. because at the end of the day i want that number one spot <laughs> no one said anything about you know making it easy so I mean, some of them are all right. I'm sure you'll be fine. But I worked freaking hard on this quiz. And also, I made a drop, which I put my blood, sweat and tears into. And it's horrendous. I'm very excited for this drop. In fact, I'm more excited for this drop than I am the rest of the episode. So I might just hear it and then stop. We'll see how far we get. It Hopefully, because you've not heard it yet. When you play no. the drop, we don't know how loud it's going to be. I'm sure in the future, stuff will edit it so it doesn't burst anyone's eardrums. But you may well hear the sound of Steph's and mine is bursting because it may be too loud. And it's, 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 uh, I made it. So I love it. So enjoy. Okay. Uh, and with that introduction, I'm, uh, I'm going to play the drop. Prepared. It's five special general knowledge quiz. <laughs> demon in there um if anyone who's who's from the uk i took inspiration from mr blobby um anyone knows mr blobby he was a a 1990s kind of mascot uh a big pink guy who had the voice of a demon and i um i just channeled him for that moment that's my voice no special effects <laughs> this is the best thing i've ever heard um it's it's yeah. the Mr. Blobby. I love that you've channeled Mr. Blobby. Mr. <laughs> Blobby was one of my favourites. Also the say, trumpets. Yeah, the trumpets well, killed me. I've got to give like a bit of backstory to this. So the music, unfortunately, wasn't that good. It wasn't as good as yours. If anyone wants to hear Steph's amazing quiz drop, that's back in episode something. What episode was that? <laughs> I don't know. Video game movies. She mm. she did one and she had this incredible music with like little pipes and things. I couldn't find anything to to reach that, so I just found this that crappy music. Um, sorry for anyone that made it. It's lovely, really. Uh, so I thought, what would go well with this? A demon. And then, to be honest, towards the end, I actually had air horns. There's many versions of this. So there's an air horn version, which was just too much. I was like, this is just ridiculous. I can't do this. I've got I've got to keep it subtle. So then I decided to decrease the pitch of the air horns to sound like a dying whale. And at that point I was like, nope, this isn't the one either. This is just, this is getting ridiculous. And then I found that little soundbite on a, on a stock audio thing. And I thought it's just, it's just good enough to go. I just, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. What can I say? You should be. It killed me. I think I've just about recovered. Although you've mentioned air horns and dying whale no- noises. And I kind of want to hear a weird mashup of all three. Well, 
maybe if everyone wants to hear it so much, I might bring it out of the cupboard. <laughs> oh, it's just the Mr. Blobby voice. I love it. Um, so it's so, a general uh, knowledge quiz, if anyone a... <laughs> was wondering. <laughs> it's Wait, a general, general knowledge, knowledge quiz. It's not going to be about games. No, it's game general knowledge. Oh, okay. It's video game general knowledge quiz. <laughs> Don't know why I put that voice on. <laughs> I think okay. it's the same voice that you did in your quiz drop, to it be is fair. Every... <laughs> the Game Tail Vibes general knowledge quiz. <laughs> I don't know why we feel the need to put on this really weird British accent when we do our quiz drops. I think it's because we're just channeling all of the British game shows that ever has been. Yeah. Like, just just thinking about Bruce Forsyth and it just comes <laughs> out. I did give you one task this week, though, and I asked you to get the million... Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music to play when I did my quiz. Did I know. Did you come through? I did not. Um, I was actually going to say I'm going to have to put this in a post because I, uh, yeah, I failed at that. All right, well, I... enjoy, everyone. It's probably happening right now, but I can't hear it. There you go. It's in. It's happening. So this quiz, it's a multiple choice quiz. So you're going to have a multiple choice of three things that it could be. Okay. Because I'm extra and I went beyond. I love it. So, we're ready for the quiz? Yeah, hit me. All right. So, the first question is what does PVE actually mean? Does it mean A, player versus environment, B, player versus enemy, or C, player versus extraterrestrials? (laughs) I wish it was C, but it's A. Player versus environment. Yeah, that's the right answer. <laughs> you don't want me to get any of these right, do you? <laughs> no. I have put some easy ones in there because obviously like, I had to make it somewhat achievable. Yeah. All right. Question two. It. Okay. What is the highest selling video game console of all time? Is it A, PlayStation 4, B, Nintendo Wii, or C, PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2. God damn it. <laughs> so... I got two! <laughs> if you get this one right, then you've won the quiz and you get the number one spot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, question three. What was the first home video game console? Was it A, Magnavox Odyssey, B, Atari 26000, I think that's how you say it, C, Sega SG-100? A. Sake. <laughs> You've won the quiz. Yeah, I've won the How quiz. How did you know that? I thought you were going to go for Atari because everyone that's uh-huh. the one everyone thinks that it was. No, I know the Atari is not number one. I knew there was things before the Atari 26,000 or 2600. Whatever. Do you want to do the other two questions just, just for the hell of it? See if you are the video game fucking knowledge master. Yes, I do. All right. So, I want confirmation. I'm proud of these questions as well, so I want to use them. I don't want them to go in the bin. Yeah. So... Question four. In the computer game, The Sims, how many simillions does each family start the game with? Is it A, 50,000, B, 25,000, or C, 20,000? Oh, I want to say... This one first. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say A, 50. You would be incorrect. Oh, how many it's is it? 20,000. 20,000. That is not a lot. That's fine. You're not the you're not the quizmaster knowledge general anymore. Oh. So that's all good. Um, we brought you down a peg, but let's give you question five to see if you can bring it back. 
So, question five. Desmond Miles is a major character from which video game series? Is it A, Assassin's Creed, B, Far Cry, or C, Infamous? Mm. Assassin's Creed? You would be correct. Yeah, I thought I recognised that name. Ends the quiz. And you... I want to play the drop again. I don't have a, like a victory. I don't have a victory. You can play the drop again if you want. Special general knowledge quiz. I love that I can hear birds Beautiful. in there. There's like bird yeah. song. <laughs> um, the stock music for anyone that's interested was called Broccoli on My Plate. <laughs> not even joking that's what it was called that's probably where the bad noises come from yeah that's fair i appreciate that <laughs> um so you got the number one spot which is cool um you're also going first because i've gone first the last time oh i'm getting all the stuff today yeah. i'm very excited all right then so um for our number five my number five uh top video game console oh wait, no, wait. we haven't done the drop let's do a drop <laughs> oh wow yeah we got distracted by my drop yeah. Best drop. It was. It kind of eclipsed. But um we're we're gonna have just a little dance to this one still. Just for just for old time's sake. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three headed monkey. Let's go. I just wanted to check. Did you press record today, Steph? I did. Good. <laughs> I love that that's now a thing that we have to check because in an episode, two episodes ago, I didn't press it about 40 minutes in, realised that I hadn't pressed record and we had to work backwards, which is a good time for ask you every single time just so everyone is aware. Yeah, that's fine. I think so, that's wise. Consoles, Steph, it's your number five. Oh, wait, if we get a crossover... Makes this noise. Oh, we'll probably have. Oh, he said thank you again. We'll probably have a crossover. I imagine. I think so. Um, I was playing a little bit tactically and thinking about what maybe you wouldn't choose, but I have, I think, definitely got some stuff you would. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Oh my god! What? He just randomly played again. He's he's gone rogue. He has. He's trying to take over the podcast nikki oh, i don't shit. like it get down <laughs> get down <laughs> why is that I, I think it's because you imagined him just on the <laughs> sofa or something like no beetle you're not allowed up there <laughs> well he does he is actually with me i don't know if anyone's ever realized that like there is beetle is he exists he exists and yeah he nick he lives in nikki's loft yeah, I think everyone actually thought that he was a virtual audio noise, but no, he exists and I have to get him out each time and he doesn't like it. No, and I think that's probably fair. That's probably why he's trying to put in an extra one every so often. It's okay, he's settled down now. He's got his shot back up and running, so you're good to go. All right then. So my number five for the top five video game consoles is the Sega Dreamcast. Cool. Yeah, do you, I'm assuming you don't have this one. <laughs> no, when I give you the cool, it means we're good. 
All right then. Um, so the Sega Dreamcast was released in 1998, um, and what didn't sell great. It only sold about just under nine million units, I think. Um, it probably gets quite a bad rep, but personally, I think it's just a lot of bad timing and some weird stuff that Sega did back then. Um, this is a console that I have to say I've never actually owned one, but I've put it in my list because I think it deserves to be spoken about. And I think it gets kind of like a, I don't know, it's like a cult classic-y kind of one. People really enjoy it that know it, but if you don't really, if you never really played one or had any friends that had them, I don't know, they fly under the radar a little bit. You don't really mm. think about them very often. Did it but, do better in North America than it did Europe? Because I, I mean, I never owned one and I know that it may not have been as popular elsewhere in the world. I don't know. I wasn't sure. It was unfortunately a thing of bad timing. I don't think it did mm. particularly well anywhere. It would, 9 million units is its total selling. That's in Japan, I think, UK, like Europe and um, North America, which for a video game console is pretty low. Um, they're normally up towards like the 100 million. Um the thing that kind of killed it was, um, I mean, the PlayStation 2 came out um, a couple years later. And I think when the console first came out, it was doing okay. And it seemed to be on like a little upwards growth. But then Sony announced the PlayStation 2 and that kind of stopped the console in its track. Um, there's a couple other things that happened to it, which I'll talk about in a bit of why it kind of actually kind of became a bit of a failure, but not really. Um the console itself is just really cool. From a technological standpoint, it's probably one of Sega's best consoles. It did really well, and it had some of the most like weird, stylistic, and cool games around at the time, considering you had Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, and Shenmue all being from this console. Um, so I think it, it deserves more credit than it ever gets, which is why I've put it as my number five. Um, some it had lots of cool features um so you had um, a little thing called a vmu which is a virtual um a visual memory unit sorry and it was kind of like a thing you plugged into your controller but you could take it out and take it around with you and it had like a clock in it i think you could do stuff with it you could take uh there were certain games that you know played more of a part in it than than others but other times you just plug it in it would play like i don't know it would have like a little 8-bit image in your controller which is really cool. And especially at the time, it seemed like super futuristic. Um, it was also one of the first consoles to have um, a built-in modem and internet support for online play. In fact, it was the okay. first one. So it was kind yeah. of where it started. Um, they also created like the first webcam system called the DreamEye. So before uh, PlayStation I one for the PlayStation 2 came out, um, Dreamcast had its own little system that it was doing. It did lots of little things that nobody else really did. And I think even to the point where um, some people developed basically like the Wii technology for the infrared controllers for the Wiimote um, for some old Dreamcast controllers that never got sold. Um, so they were trying to really push the cool technological kind of bounds for Dreamcast. Uh, but it just things just never seemed to go well for it. Um, I don't think it was owned by many people. I can only name two people I know who out of all the gamers that I know that ever owned one. And even then, I wasn't... I don't think any kids I knew when I was younger had one. I only kind of learned about it much later and how cool it was. Mm. Um, have you ever really played on one, Nikki? Or? Do you know what? I've never played on a Dreamcast, ever. I've played Dreamcast games, but not 
on a Dreamcast, like emulators and things or other games that were released on Dreamcast elsewhere. But yeah, it's 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 actually like one of the ones from that era that I've never played. And I don't, I don't know why. It was just because we just never had one. I didn't know anyone that had one. Yeah, it's just one of those ones which I've always wanted to play and I've always wanted to try. But just, yeah, it just never came up on my radar, really. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's the same thing. I think only one person I know owns one still uh, that I've ever seen. And it still mm. works and stuff. Uh, I think a couple um, like more retro stores have them, but... Yeah, I don't know that many people. I've always but, felt like it was a rarer console. Yeah. Generally. I think so. I think it was rarer to have at the time. Um, and it's probably rarer now to have it because obviously most of the retro consoles that I think people own tend to be the ones that they played as a kid yeah. or had when it first came out. Um, because not that many people had Dreamcast, I think, you know, growing up over around this area, like I don't think I just never get them now either. So um, although I'm saying this, I've never owned one and I w- would like to own one now um, just because they're quite cool as well, as proven by my putting on my list. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> ah, Dreamcast. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, wow, I'm that cool. Maybe yeah, you should you just, are. you know, take a trip to the CX tomorrow, to the shops, see if you can find one. Maybe I will, Nikki. Maybe I will. Um, one of the big things that kind of killed it and didn't like kind of stopped the selling of Dreamcast, I think, in its tracks were the EA um, were a bit dickish and pulled out of developing for the Dreamcast altogether. Uh, so any cool sports games, which are obviously the big selling sports games at the time that EA were kind of known for, especially around then, just none of them were going to come out on the Dreamcast. Um, and so anybody who wanted to play those, which was a lot of people bought one for the PlayStation 2, which I think it then solely ended up mostly developing for. I think until the Xbox came out. I feel like it was a period of time where Sega effectively got punched in the face multiple times over like a decade. And that's probably one of them. Yeah, Dreamcast is kind of the final nail in the, you know, Sega console era that was. Mm. I think... um, uh, and I think it was literally just the Dreamcast just had bad timing and a lot of things happened to it um, that just kind of meant nobody really had one. But it's very cool. So if you ever get a chance to kind of look at one or play one at your friends or something, I would recommend it because there's some really cool games on there as well, as I said. Um, and Shenmue 3 is coming out like in a couple of weeks, I think. So if you want to catch up, you can yeah. play one and two on it or you can just play one on it, I think. I don't know if you can get two. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, interesting one. I I never had it because, like I said, I've never played it. But it's I'm glad that it's popped up because I feel like it's a bit of an underdog, and I do like an underdog. Yeah, I think that's where I put it on. Um, so I've got some facts. Cool. Um, so my facts are um, talking about controllers. Um, it had a lot of different controllers. There was just your standard ones, but you could get things like a fishing rod, a light oh, gun. Yeah. Maracas and a train. I think the train is only for a Japanese game, but I was just a amazed train. that you could get a train. What is what is the purpose of this? Um, I don't know. So I knew the maracas were for like Sambo D Amiga, uh, Amiga game. Do you remember, like if you've ever played uh, Sonic Racing Transform? I think he's on there, uh, and he's got little maracas. So apparently there was a game you could play with maracas on that. Um, and then there was a Japanese game with a train, and I just I would love to know what it is. So if anyone knows. Please let us know what the train console controller is. <laughs> um, there is um, 
at the time, there was quite a big wave of game piracy kind of looming. Um, and the Dreamcast and Sega tried really hard to kind of curb this one. And they basically created their own form of CD called a GD-ROM rather than a CD-ROM, which, again, was one of the reasons that it didn't do so well, because developers were a bit like, why the hell have you put them on this? But it was supposed to make piracy much harder to do. However, instead, it basically made it easier for people to pirate. So not only did it kind of annoy people by making them make it on discs that weren't CD-ROM, it also didn't do the purpose that it was supposed to and actually just made it easier, which is ridiculous. I know. They tried. They tried really hard. (laughs) Um, Another one is that the logo swirl, the little swirl logo that's on the front, means origin of power. And it changed colours depending on the country that you bought it in. So Europe, we have a blue swirl. Uh, In North America, it's a red one. And in Japan, it was orange. So I Are you a, serious? Yeah, it was just different. I'm not sure exactly why certain ones were changed. I did see that apparently Europe had blue because there was a German company that had a red one, like a red logo really similar. So they made it blue to make sure they didn't That's cross mad. over. But yeah, I've just, yeah. just had a Google. That's crazy. But yeah, I've never noticed it before until looking at this. And then I was like, oh yeah, you can buy different ones. Because I literally just like, I I think of the, the blue swell, like that's what I recognise. And just having a look at the red and the orange one, I'm like, if I saw that, I'd be like, I don't know what that is. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it is really strange. And my last fact, which I think is a nice fact, is that people still really like developing for it. Um, there are still really? indie developers going today making stuff uh, for the Dreamcast and the VMUs. I think the last, there was a game released in 2018, 2016. And then if you look on Wikipedia, there's a bunch of announced games that are like going until 2020 that haven't come out yet. That's pretty cool. So people just like it. They like making shit for for it cool, cool little console. That was a little bit ahead of its time, I think. Mm. Um, I, um, I don't know many like many games that are on it, but one game that has always stuck in my head is Seaman. <laughs> yeah. Seaman, for those of you who've never seen it, um, you look after a fish man. It's basically a fish with a face, like you a look human after face. George Takai in fish form. Yeah, that's probably a much better. Because it is George Takai acting as the fish. Um, it's dark, it's weird. It's, I just, it's just seeing it on YouTube, like, I, it, to me, when I think of Dreamcast, I think of Seaman, and that's all that needs to be said, really. If, if you know Seaman, then you yeah. can understand why I've always been a little bit confused. Yeah, it's a game that I've always wanted to play, but I don't think I've ever been brave enough to witness uh, the majesty of it firsthand. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't think I want to look after George Takai. <laughs> not that he's I, lo- I mean I love him he's Zulu but in fish fat like form oh he's he's raunchy yeah it's too much for me <laughs> he gets up to some weird shit shit for anyone yeah too much wait fish. it's not even George Takai is it is it George Takai or is it Leonard, Leonard Nimoy <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's George Takai Leonard Nimoy's voice is too stoic I don't know Oh man, this is gonna bug us Leonard now. Nimoy. What's the why? Why? How is it possible to get confused by George Takai and Leonard Nimoy? I don't even know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're gonna, why you're gonna you've, have uh, to Google it. Yeah, Seaman. It's, it's Leonard Nimoy. Is it actually? 
it's actually but then what he's I'm so confused. I've just, I, I mean, I didn't want to dwell on this. It is Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> God damn Why it. does he sound like George Takai? He's terrifying in this. I've got I so many questions. I was a little bit questions. okay with it being George Takai because, it, I don't know, George Takai seemed to fit the raunchiness that this like fish is. I feel like he's going to take offence to that stuff, so you better hope that George is not listening. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry, George Takai. I don't mean any offence. Um, the fact that you didn't do this is probably a good thing for your, you know, your status. Leonard Nimoy, I'm looking at you quite differently now. Well. Now I know. Yeah. It doesn't um, look like his face. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it doesn't look like any face. It looks like a we, miserable face. We should probably move on from Seaman. I yeah, know we've, we want our dreams, but we, we, the, the less we dwell on this, the better. Yeah, good plan, good plan. What is uh, your number four? Oh, my number four, funnily enough, mm -hmm. is another Sega underdog. Ooh. It's the Sega Master System. Ah, very cool. So, the Sega Master System, which apparently people called SMS... Which is funny now, um, so we won't call it that because <laughs> no. obviously there's another thing such as a text message that is known as SMS. Nobody texts uh, anymore. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so yeah, it's a console manufactured by Sega. It was launched in North America in 1986, Europe in 1987, Brazil in 1989, and Japan in 1987. So it was pretty staggered. Mm. It was the first of Sega's consoles to see widespread distribution outside of Japan and went head-to-head -head with the Nintendo Entertainment System, so the SENS. See, this is a debate that's happening. SNES or SNES? I find it easier to say SNES. But I always say, say SNES weird. and NES. I know yeah. it's not what you're supposed to say, but... I just find saying SNES hard, and I feel like I would just... I'm going to screw up, so I'm sorry that anyone who feels weird about me saying SNES, but I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, you go for it, girl. Yeah, so it did go head-to-head -head with the SNES, then that way, I think that's kind of why it was the the underdog, but it had it did have quite a small library, uh, and the games on it people didn't necessarily. I think I think the library on SNES was a little bit better, so the war that they kind of had, it, it did end up winning. But apparently, this was mostly just Nintendo having license policies requiring platform exclusivity, so they just were like, "This shit is ours. You can't have it." So the poor master system was just like crying at this point um it did very well in europe and brazil but it brazil. did bad <laughs> yeah the mass system was a fucking hit in brazil and south america but in japan and north america it did not do so well what i enjoyed about reading about this kind of thing that was going on is they say that brazil was the alternative universe where sega basically beat nintendo because we all know that nintendo beat sega but in South America and Brazil, it's like this world where actually, like, Sega was top. Like, Sega were, like, the big dogs. But uh, the rest of the world, everyone was like, nah. I can just imagine entering there and just <laughs> Sonic is king somehow. And Yeah. So, the Mars system. I grew up with this. I think it was probably one of the first consoles I had in my house. And I still picture it now with great nostalgia and joy. It's weird little box brown shape. I think it's black and brown box. And it was really my first introduction into the video game world. I was tiny, like I, I barely had thumbs at this point. And the controller was just a rectangle, tiny little rectangle. Really, to be honest, it was probably perfect for me. An adult holding that controller just 
it doesn't I don't know how that worked yeah. maybe everyone had smaller hands back then I'm not quite sure <laughs> but Just, I <laughs> that's a well-known fact of growth yes. in the uh in the humans <laughs> our hands have gotten bigger over time Feel like people should like baby boomers start with tiny tiny hands. <laughs> people should start looking into this and do do some do some like research on the fact that people's hands are now bigger than what they once were because of the master system. <laughs> it caused us to grow. Um, but yeah, so tiny tiny controller, but <laughs> but a but a great console. I I just think it was really good, and I think it was one of those consoles which I think was just really underrated, and. I know it didn't do very well in North America and that was mostly because the the SNES just over overtook it. And I have found that so I never I never owned a SNES. I didn't feel like it was very popular in England. Like I didn't remember many people ever owning them. And I just feel like it just happened to be that the Master System was popular over here, but just not really popular over there. And you know, it's great that they did do well in some places, but yeah, it just it didn't seem to take the world by storm. It's not a very well known one. But it is it's a good one. So a bit of a fact and just sort of some more general information on it. They, I don't know if you ever remember this, but they did actually give the Master System a new look after a while. They they gave it a, a sexy, <laughs> sexy sort of makeover. Wow. Um, because I've got the old school and I've actually got two of them. Don't come robbing me, everyone. Um, <laughs> but I do have two. They're my, my most prized possessions. I don't know why I've got two. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Mm. But um, <laughs> basically the new one, was smoother it had like smooth curves and rounded corners so it looked <laughs> what just because we've described it. it as sexy and then you're like it's smoother for your pleasure <laughs> i'm not sure i think the controllers might have been better as well less small and square um if you're yeah, new so big it, was, hands. <laughs> it was it was sexy and smooth and it had rounded corners it looked a bit more like the sexy mega drive that came later <laughs> but it was a bit smaller um, this was it was basically called the Master System Two, I think, and it 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 was successful. Like the re- the makeover did help it. Uh, it it helped sustain the Master System sort of market for a bit in Europe, and and it did continue sort of make you know being help them be made until the nineteen nineties, and they also um, released some like Mega More Mega Drive games because I think it was probably around the same time like Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Streets of Rage Two, like things were still sort of coming out on the Master System. Yeah. I find it weird, the relationship between the Mega Drive and the Master System, so I just don't go there. Um, yeah, it just seems to be that they just release consoles very close to one another. I do always get confused, I have to say, when people talk mm. about the Master System and the Mega Drive. And then there's also Genesis and stuff like this. So I know that they all kind of overlap a little bit and some of them well, play the same. Like like you said, some of them you can play certain games on the same one. So it's just, yeah, it just kind of so blows I, my mind a I little bit and I get confused. We, in Europe... We call it the Mega Drive, but in America they call it Sega Genesis, but it's the same console. Ah, see, this makes a lot more sense to but me. But the now. Master System is is, is the different. Is different. One. Yeah, Master System that. came out before the Mega Drive, and then the Mega Drive came out after this. I'm not quite sure of the Mega Drive release, but yeah. So, but they, you know, releasing their Master System releasing their section new model did help them a little bit, which is good. Some of the games that were made for the Master System that are the top on my list that I loved was a game called Psycho Fox. It was incredible. Anyone that knows that game, talk to me. Um, it had a big <laughs> impact on my life. Crazy weird animals. Um, and a weird little black bird. It was great. Fantasy Zone, which is quite a famous one. It's quite a well-known one, especially like that little weird space robot thing. Uh, Fantasy Star, Bubble Bobble, Rainbow Island, Wonder Boy, and... Yeah. 
Alex Kidd. So quite notable sort of Sega characters, but I don't yeah. think people always necessarily associate them with the Master System. But really, like the Master System was was kind of the first thing that really did it. But it, it kind of gets looked over, I think, probably because of the popularity that it didn't seem to have worldwide. But yeah, so it had some great games. I remember that I also, I had a light gun. So this was effectively, you know, Duck Hunt? Yeah. Effectively, there was the same thing, but for the Master System, uh, which I then found out was called Safari Hunt. Safari Hunt game, which I don't know if it was a ripoff. I don't know who ripped off who, but they basically had the same things. So the SNES had Duck Hunt and a gun, and Master System had Safari Hunt game and a gun. Um, But... Fuck the SNES right now. I had a, uh, a gun and I had Safari Hunt game and it blew my mind. I could shoot birds on my TV <laughs> and they would die. This is all childhood Nikki ever wanted. More yeah, death I, and destruction. I hope no one expected technological information from my top five. <laughs> I know that yours will be, but I'm just like, it had a gun and I shot birds on my TV and it was cool. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think though now, now I'm thinking about it. I think we've approached our lists quite differently, uh, but good all the same. It's what I've come to expect. Uh, I can say uh, I don't think I've ever played on a Master System, but unless I've played it with you, but I don't think well, I have. I think I've only played that. Mega Drive. We need to come and uh, shoot ducks I'll on see your you TV next weekend. Done. <laughs> Go safari um, hunting. Yeah, I've still got all of it. It's one of. It's one of the consoles which I've actually somehow retained. I did have a Mega Drive, but it just disappeared when we've moved houses and stuff. For some reason, I just accrued two Master Systems. I don't know what happened. And I've got all the games. Like I, like I said, prize possession. Don't have a TV that runs it, so we'll just have to time travel back to the nineties and get an old TV. But um, yeah, it's it's just I am you know I know I've said about you know there was a card and I enjoyed shooting it, but generally it was just for me, quite a pivotal console, and I just do think it was quite underrated. Um, And I do have a little bit of technological information, not very much, but apparently the Master System was actually better than the SNES, in visual terms at least. Apparently the Master System was actually far more capable than the SNES, and if you compared some games that were both on the SNES and on the Master System, apparently the Master System did actually do better. Apparently Bubble Bobble compared between both of them, looked better on the Master than they did the SNES. So, you know, it was an underdog, but it actually was quite powerful. It just ha- I just don't think it got its footing. Yeah. I think similar to what we were saying about the Dreamcast, right? It was one of those consoles that got overlooked. And even though technically it probably would be a better console in terms of specs, a lot of people at the time as well weren't really looking at specs. No. Now I think there's a little bit more who has the higher end computer or sony like you know hardware inside a console people are a little bit more wary about it at the time it was like what does it have does everyone own it you know what i mean like it was one of those kind of things another fact i've got is that um the master system had something called game gear which was a portable handheld console effectively that joined with your master system i think you needed like a little expansion pack thing to attach to it but effectively you could play games on this portable handheld, which was pretty cool and kind of before its time. I don't think it looked good. I don't think it worked well, (laughs) but it was a thing. Um, Apparently it had quite short battery life, lack of original games and kind of a weak support system from Sega. So unfortunately the Game Gear was unable to surpass the Game Boy. So again, the ideas were there. 
Yeah. Just not the execution from Sega. As yeah. we've learned was Sega's downfall. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's kind of fitting because in a lot of ways we are talking about how Sega just lost the battle, but not in Brazil. <laughs> Brazil, in Brazil, they reign supreme. <laughs> Brazil, I'm pretty sure the Master System is still going strong in Brazil right now. So um, you go, Master System. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Brazil. As I said, just to summarise that, bit of an underdog, great console, very pivotal in my upbringing and my love of video games and kind of started me out, to be honest, on the journey, led me to where I am now. And I just think it deserves to be talked about. I still love you, Master System. You're still sexy. <laughs> With all your smoothed out curves. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my number four. Yeah, four. It's yeah. weird when we do the sharing ones because you're like, which, <laughs> okay. what am I putting where? Um, cool. No, I like it. Like I said, I've not really played it, but yeah, that's very, it sounds like a good system. Yeah. I Before we move on, I have to ask, if mm. my number one is in like your list, is that a crossover? Oh, I guess because you won't talk about it, so no. But I will let you talk about it with me. Okay. That's kind of you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm just uh I'm just that nice. Quite clearly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, they don't need to know. Um <laughs> so my number 3 now? Mhm. Okay. Uh my number 3, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm going to the other camp. I'm going to Nintendo. Damn it. But I'm going further on in Nintendo's history. And I'm talking oh. about something that I'm not sure whether you will have Oh. Okay. I'm going with Go. the Nintendo Wii. Oh, okay. So, no. there is a reason I have picked this one, and not because it's one of... It's a weird one, okay? Um, I think I like what Wii did for Nintendo more than I like the console, but I'll get into it. So, it was released in 2006 and has sold 102 million units. It has sold a shit ton. Um, I think... The Wii was a really interesting turning point in the gaming industry, not just because of like the gimmicks and motion controls that it had, but the effect that it had on gamers. So everyone played the Wii. I think it was this re-kickstart of, um, like we were kind of talking back in the 90s, where kids, teenagers, parents, and grandparents played video games. There was kind yeah. of this weird gap where I think people stopped playing and it kind of became like a teenage kid thing um, that everyone did. And maybe it wasn't so normal for, the, for like older generations to play it anymore um, or really, really young kids. And I think what the Wii did to do that was really interesting. And everyone kind of learned how to pick up and play it. And it was definitely the console that if you had a group gathering you'd go to the Wii because you'd know you'd have stuff to play on it with everybody. Um, and it was just something that everyone could kind of get get together. I think the DS kind of started that motion because it kind of got people like brain training and stuff like this was something that I knew a lot of people's mums had or bought DSs to play, which was weird at the time. My mum literally had a DS and she literally played brain training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I think then the the Wii kind of continued what that started, but made it like, I don't know, 10 times more. Um, the early versions were really cool. They were backwards compatible with the GameCube and the GameCube was a great console. And it had a lot of what I would call gamer games. If you're a gamer, you like a lot of stuff on the GameCube. Um, whereas on the Wii, I think it 
feels to both camps. There are games on the Wii that you could play as a gamer, like all the Zeldas and stuff like this, but then there are also the stupid games that you play with everybody. Um, it just had a weird range of stuff on it. Um, I don't, and I think um, what I really like about it was when I was doing some research, um, I kind of found out the idea that uh, Miyamoto had when he wanted to make this machine. Um, which kind of is the same thing. So it was not a focus on creating the most powerful console, uh, obviously to compete with the giants at the time of Sony and Microsoft, who were kind of battling, uh, but to create something that would instead kind of coexist with these guys. So something that you would have as well as as these really ferocious things. <laughs> Miyamoto actually said he likened them to ferocious dinosaurs <laughs> and that they will fight, but in fact hasten their own extinction. So let them kind of fight and <laughs> Nintendo reigns supreme. <laughs> exactly. And I have to say, kind of work for Nintendo. Nintendo, you know, I think we're a little bit down at some points. Um, and then now look where they are with the Wii and stuff. Like uh, with the Switch, mm. sorry. Like quite a lot of people own Switches. They've, they've geared back up again. And I think that's down to how much money the Wii made and how much money Wii Sports made. <laughs> Yeah, it's true thinking about that, I guess, because obviously, I guess if you look at the sort of line about how it all works, you know, the GameCube didn't do maybe as well as it could have done. Um, and then the DS was great and everything, but it didn't really have anything to kind of go into the console wars. But the Wii kind of did shoot up. So I guess it did kind of become more of a contender again. Nintendo. Yeah, and I think it kind of started Nintendo on this slightly different path where obviously they do still cater for more hardcore games, like gamers, but there is also now this sense around them that they can be family consoles as well, which I don't think Sony or Xbox have at the moment. Like with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, I can't think of many games on there that I would give to like a younger sibling or something like that. Whereas the the yeah. Switch, I think that's something I know I could safely give quite a lot of stuff. And I think that's what Nintendo kind of did with the Wii was cater for a massive chunk of people who game yeah. rather than maybe just hardcore gamers which i found it really seems like nintendo have always been super like family friendly mm. like i think that nintendo has kind of always had this i'm not saying it's a bad thing but this kind of like pg sticker in it almost yeah where like parents and families know that if they're gonna like buy a console for like the house or whatever or the children like nintendo is normally the way to go whether it be like a switch a wii or a wii u and it just it just seems to be that way and i just think it just has that kind of stamp on it i'm not it's it's not that xbox and ps ps4 like can't kind of have that too it's just nintendo just seemed to have this stereotype on them i think which isn't a bad thing no, and I think they do cater for it better. Like, majority of games and stuff that you got on the Wii were family-friendly ones. Like, obviously, there were some that weren't because there were a couple of shooters and, like, we played a couple horror games on them, which were quite funny to play. Um, some of them were quite creepy. Uh, like, yeah. John Hugh was terrifying. But, um, yeah, I think it mostly it was, you know, a lot of whole Mario's thing, right? He's that PC kind of, like you said... PG kind of character that exists and is, you know, nice. And sometimes yeah. it's nice to have that. I have to say, I like having more hardcore machines like a PC and, you know, the PlayStation, but then I also like having a Nintendo product in the house so that I could just be like, I want a nice time. I want to be safe. 
I want to feel happy. I'm going to play my Nintendo. And I think I had that with the Wii and I have that with the Switch. But the Wii was definitely the fun, happy and party game. There was a lot of party games on the Wii and I appreciated that. I'm all Steph down for the party lols. safe, happy times sometimes. Sometimes. But work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes it's just needed. Um, I don't want any death or destruction. I just need... I just need some happy times. I was about to say like... For some reason, like Mario and Toads, and I was like, "That's not a happy time." No. I couldn't think of any examples. Don't talk to me about Toad. No, I was also gonna think about. I thought about Waluigi as well, and I'm like, "Why am I thinking of the worst characters? They don't make me feel happy or safe." Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm quite happy with Waluigi. Yeah, you're probably the only one. Which <laughs> is gangliness. I like. Um, yeah, and that makes me think of like the um, Olympic Games and stuff like that that were on there. That were, and there's obviously a new one coming out soon. And I'm, I have those kind of old vibes of my Wii now, where you just kind of sat and ran until your arms fell off. Mm. Uh, and even things like um, the new, uh, it's like a Switch Fit. I can't remember what it's called now. There's a new Switch uh, Fitness game that's come out and that kind of reminds me of stuff they did on the Wii with the Wii Fit board and things uh so there's a lot of like callbacks on the Switch at the moment that are making me think of the Wii so that's probably why I've put it in there it's just been in my brain do you know what makes me feel safe and happy and of happy nostalgia times what the me music oh so that is uh something that gets stuck in my head I would say (laughs) at least three times a month is it your like screensaver head music yeah, that's what happens. If I'm just defaulting, that's the music that comes on. And it yeah. kind of makes me happy. And then I think of like all the internet like memes and uh, YouTube videos there are with that music, and now I want to listen to them. And I can't also believe you've done this to me. to the days where um, I think are on the weird me characters that I used to make. Like the ug- I think we made a ton once, and they were like the ugliest me's you've yes. ever seen. Just playing against that music, staring deeply into the, like, this television screen into your eyes. It was not actually as relaxing as it, I remember. No, but it had, like, the Wii had that kind of weird social side of things. Remember the, talking of the me stuff, it was like me parade, and you used to submit one for, like, a competition or something each week, and it would be like, people had made them look like, Zelda or Chewbacca and all these really crazy kind of designs that people had managed to make out of the Wii creation thing. And I remember going on there, I think I was with you, and we would just like, because you could download them and put them on yours, and we just found the most horrendous ones we could. So every time now, I think my Wii is just filled with these weird, weird-faced me's that every so often appear on like <laughs> the little global party thing that, ha- that it had. All I remember about the me parade is just a fuck ton of me's running around the screen. I can't really remember much. Maybe I blocked it out. <laughs> That's probably for the best. On reflection, fuck the me's. <laughs> I hated those bastards. <laughs> I hate that music. It's cursed. Yeah, it is blasted music. Um, yeah, it was. It was no. In all seriousness, it was. It was good. Yeah, and I think an interesting console. Um, so I've got some facts. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but the original system didn't come with the safety straps that you would attach to the Wiimotes. (laughs) And they had to be added to later releases of the system because of so many TV deaths. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the Wii U had uh, 
the little Wiimotes and they didn't come with the little things that you attach around your wrist to stop you from launching it into your TV. So there were like lots of TV adverts and stuff at the time where people had like embedded their Wiimote into the front of their TV oh, because they were doing something so and it good. just launched it. So good. I remember just when all the like pictures started coming up of just like Wii's and yeah, just embedded into the TV and people were just <laughs> unhappy and I'm like, well, you fucking threw it. Yeah. Don't That's... be so aggressive when you're bowling. Yeah. Calm down. Don't need to bowl that hard, guys. Um, yeah. Another fact of talking That's about great. everyone playing the Wii, uh, reports say that even the Queen of England has played the Nintendo Wii. It's not much else to that fact. Played? I don't... <laughs> Sorry, there was just quite a bit of a pause there and it just seemed like you were really thinking about it. You were just taking that fact in and you just wanted to... And then you just came out with... Who do you think she played? The fear, I don't know. I think... I think that she was like majorly into Wii sports. Yeah, it's got to be Wii sports. I think, yeah, I think she liked the tennis. Oh, I can see her being a good tennis player. I think she embedded her Wii remote with jewels. <laughs> but dazzled Wiimotes everywhere. <laughs> I bet she looked fabulous. She does. Wii tennis. <laughs> Just calling out to Charles. Charles! <laughs> think you could beat me? I'm champion of Wimbledon! Amazing. I mean, that. that that's that's a good console for the list. Yep. Because of that. Just, just that fact alone. And my last fact, it's quite a long one. Um, when the Wii was first introduced, there were many people confused by the inclusion of the bright blue light in the CD tray. Do you remember when you like lit it up and you put a CD in? You'd oh, get it the was wind haunted. Light. Right. So many people just thought that that was kind of uh, just notifying you when you had a CD in the system. Um, but then apparently over time, people started to notice that the light would change based on certain things happening on the system during operation. So when a certain type of message was sent, because it had a little messaging system on the Wii, which was quite cool, um, the blue light would glow like a certain hue or it would flash in a sequence to show that there was a message that had been like received. Um, Later kind of came more of the internet and people start to work out that eventually it was Morse code in flashing, but they were still really unsure about what the Morse code was saying. Um, it wasn't until a little while later when Nintendo was just flooded with inquiries asking like, why the hell does it flash and what is this Morse code uh, secret? And turns out it was designed to mimic the call in Morse code of a Japanese bush warbler bird call. But why? What no was it saying? Is, what was it doing? No one is sure what drove the engineers to do such a thing or use this bird. Um, and everyone just thinks it was Nintendo fucking with people uh, because they've never really explained why it was the Japanese bush warbler. But it was. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I just thought it was haunted and I thought you were going to give me a really good explanation as to why. And now I'm more confused. Well, now you just know there's a bird in there. Nintendo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You've haunted Nikki with not only terrifying me's, but now yeah. Morse code that means nothing. Oh, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Yeah. Um. Well, that's fine, I guess. I mean, at least I know it wasn't haunted because I remember sometimes like I'd have the Wii in my room 
and I remember it was off. But yeah, I would wake up with like blue flashing and sometimes it would just be like making the doing the thing and I honestly like thought I was being terrorized by a Nintendo ghost. <laughs> just the ghost of Toad in there being a little yeah. shit. But um, good to know that oh it's it's at least it's intentional, I guess. Yeah. You got a message of some kind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not sure how I feel about this. I'm sorry to have uh, disturbed you with this news, Nikki. Um, it's fine. But yeah, that is my number three. Awesome. The more we go along, the more I'm getting upset at the fact that I'm not going to be able to speak about my number one. So I'm really hoping it's your number one. Because if not, I'm pissed. Because I'm not going to talk about this fucker. Um, not that I don't like this console, but I'm like... Can I just swap it without anyone knowing? I'm not gonna, because that would be wrong. And I'm not here to do bad things. So I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna do my number two. Well done, you, for having restraint and morals. I just might sound a bit bitter when I talk about this console now. (laughs) It's not gonna be filled with joy. Okay, well, that's fine. You carry on. It's the motherfucking Nintendo Switch. (laughs) What an entrance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's because i've got I'm, I'm angry at nintendo now um i'm not really but we seem to be having like a a thing here where we yeah. both pick sega now we've both picked nintendo what the hell is going to be your number one i don't know just have to wait and see so i yeah well i picked the nintendo switch <laughs> sounds so happy about it don't i you uh, do. it was released on march the 3rd 2017 it is a hybrid console that can be used as a stationary and portable device its wireless joy-con controllers can attach to both sides of the console to support handheld play i don't need to explain it too much because it's a recent thing if you don't know about it then i can't help you but (laughs) for me one of the reasons i picked it was because it just it nails the concept of being both a handheld and a home console nothing else has done that in my opinion no the Wii U failed, in my opinion, at that. Yeah, it did. It but wasn't fully just... trying. No, it wasn't. It was a poor attempt. It was a poor attempt at the Switch. But when the Switch happened, like, yeah, like, it it, it just did it. Like, there's there's nothing to fault about it in the way that it's done it. And I think it's it's pretty revolutionary in, in that way. Um, so I've just got sort of some general information about the Switch in regards to kind of how it came about. So apparently the concept came about as Nintendo's reaction to several quarters of financial losses in 2014 because the wii u did pretty bad it had bad sales it had bad market competition um apparently from mobile gaming which i didn't realize apparently that was really sort of up and coming so the wii u just struggled to gain external report sorry support leaving it with a weak software library and nintendo kind of preemptively sought the support of many third-party developers and publishers to help it but um yeah, so with, with the Switch, it just it just did a lot better. It just it had yeah. a lot of games from independent video game studios. It had more of an extensive library, and I guess obviously the fact that it did nail the the portable and home sort of console design was you know it just it just helped it more. So it put more background as well into like the console. Apparently, Nintendo believed that there was quite a big difference in cultural lifestyle to Western and Japanese gamers which was interesting. Yeah. They believe that Japanese players tended to play more on the go and with social groups, while Western players tend to play more at home by themselves, which yeah. I'm not sure if I'm insulted. 
<laughs> we're just a bunch of loners over here. It's fine. They're like, I mean, it's true. Yeah. They're like, we're cool. We play it while we can meet and we play it with friends. But you guys, you just play at home all alone. You're losers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Japan making judgments. Yeah. So uh, the reason why they kind of went for the name of it as well is because obviously, you know, it wasn't just for the ability to switch from handheld to a home console but it was also to present the idea of being a switch that will flip and change the way people experience entertainment in their daily lives, which is pretty cool. So, and also yeah. a big criticism that they had for the Wii U was that while players did enjoy using the Wii U gamepad and would want to play games on it anywhere, it became functionless as they moved a distance away from the main console, which I didn't know because I've never owned a Wii U. Is that true? Uh, what, the the fact that you couldn't really move the Wii thing around very yeah. far? Yeah, you could pretty much move to the next room, but that was it. it and not Ooh. all the games had it. It was mostly more like a detached DS, I think. It's probably the best way to describe the Wii U. The gamepad was more of like an extended controller. I think the only game I really had that you could do that with was Wind Waker, was one of the only ones I had, where you could like play it off of the screen everything most of the other games wanted you to have both screens on yeah yeah so i I didn't know too much about it but when i read that i was like okay yeah that sounds shit what is kind of the point and that's kind of how i felt about it um i mean so yeah it had some and some fun things and like i said it was like a ds so for all the stuff you enjoyed playing on your ds it worked on a big kind of thing and it was nice seeing a couple games on a big uh screen i have to say playing wind waker like you could have your map up at all times so literally anytime you wanted to do anything you just look down and then look back up and for things like that it was great uh and it's one of the things i really enjoyed about it so it did have some benefits but yeah most of the time people just didn't get it uh and when you describe it that way and compared to the the switch it is a bit like oh i see what you were going for but you didn't quite do it did you yeah I suppose I'm being a little bit over harsh, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, Nintendo, we've kind of kissed your ass this whole top five. So I'm going to bring you down <laughs> to the ground a little bit and be like, hey, Wii U is shit. It's not. Anyone that loves Wii U, I'm sorry. It's probably not shit. But compared to the Switch, it's shit. Yeah. Because the Switch was, is really good. Um, and that's why it's in my list. So it's good. Yeah. Nintendo basically nailed the, the home console that could just be taken with you anywhere, which is awesome for commuters. It's just, it's amazing to have that kind of transferability to be able to play it anywhere so it was really helped out though by the sale of its games which was the main kind of one that came out with it which was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that was just a a great one but it sold a lot Um, Super Smash Bros and Super Mario Odyssey as well Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Pokemon Let's Go they each like sold over 10 million units each so the fact that they had those those great games going for them as well obviously helped, but it just yeah, it's just it's just a really good console. I only really played Zelda Breath of the Wild recently on the Switch, but to be honest, I didn't really play it on the TV. I just I really just enjoyed having a really good portable handheld console. I mm. felt like I didn't need to put it on the TV. I don't know. I think I just I realized I actually really enjoy. I'd never really been a portable kind of gamer, but now I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. I'm yeah. down. Yeah, I have to say, actually, that's something that um, I was talking about with someone recently. It's just that idea of, like, the Wii U is such a good handheld console. And I think most of the time you do play it just handheld. Like, I play it handheld most of the time if, like, the TV's being used. It's so nice just to be able to sit there in the same room and game. But also, like, I'm not using the TV. Or do you want to use the TV? Cool, I'll just take it. Especially as a gamer. the Nintendo Switch or Wii U, by the way. Well, I'm confused oh, now. damn it. Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, That's okay. I just want a clarification because I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? No, sorry. Switch. Uh, it is nice to have that kind of flexibility of being like, it's kind of like when the internet stopped being reliant on you being taking over the phone line. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's that kind of feeling of like, I'm not annoying anybody or taking up time because I'm not using the thing. I'm not using the TV most of the time. Uh, and it's good because you don't annoy mm. other people who want to use the TV. But it is such a nice console. And like you said, it does it so seamlessly. Yeah. And I think it's just, I have to say, one of the things for me that I really enjoyed about it was... Um, when I first got mine home and I was about to play Zelda and I was like, okay, I'll put Zelda in now and then hopefully it should be ready, you know, in a couple of hours and I can play it because I was so used to what gaming like is on for Sony consoles and the things now where you have to like, even though you have the disc, you still have to install stuff. And it kind of can take a while to install stuff. And Zelda just worked instantly and I was like, oh God. Like I love you. Days. Yeah, it sounds stupid, but it was such a nice, refreshing thing to have back. Uh, not mm. only could I instantly take it off the screen, but it would also just work whenever I wanted to. Do you um, know? Yeah, I think yeah. the thing is me as well for me for Nintendo Switch is I I did love the Wii. I thought the Wii was cute. I mostly liked it for Twilight Princess. The only problem I had with the Wii was it was it could be a pain in the ass. Yeah. So the Wii and its bloody remotes and the yeah. fucking batteries. <laughs> I remember sometimes like you'd come round or like few other people as well and we'd be like getting ready to do the Wii and it'd be like, oh for fuck's sake. Like all the batteries have ran out. Yeah. Got to go charge some. Got to go buy some more. Like it was really <laughs> annoying. And then even the Wii U I know was also a little bit annoying sometimes. Like Nintendo seemed to have this thing where it just annoyed me. I was just like, oh, why can't I just be simple again? Because for me, often Nintendo were quite novelty. Yeah. But the Switch finally at a point where it's actually like the easiest thing in the world like I loved the fact that I could just get in my bed and just play Zelda it was just it worked and it wasn't faffy it was that's a new word faffy it wasn't a faff (laughs) um and that was great for me because I was like good Nintendo like you stopped being an annoying novelty or more actually like you've, you've nailed it this time and I think speaking about what we're saying before about how there were points when Nintendo wasn't doing so well I feel like it's really crept up from the grave and it's um, not that it was ever really like dead like Sega. It was just, it's just come into its own now. And I personally think the Switch, yeah. you know, could have real competition with the big dinosaurs. I think it does. I think it's kind of the first, like you said, there have been a lot of reports of how well the Switch is doing uh, in sales wise and stuff and competing with all of these other consoles because I think most gamers obviously in my office and most people I know will own a console but they will also then own a Switch console as well Yeah, because it's just like you said there's just nothing else on the market like it and for portability you just can't get it on anything else it's just it's so good um, and it's just yeah it works and it's fantastic and the games and stuff they're producing for it everyone seems to be on board with it which I think as we've you know kind of spoken about is one of the big things if you're not going to have games or you know studios developing for you it's just pointless like you know what I mean Mm. it's just you're just not going to get that uh market over so it's it's done well with the third party games like you know things like having like Stardew Valley on there now and other ones like it's great that it's got this this outlet now and I don't own a Switch myself personally. I've, I've borrowed one for like an extended period of time from my friend who may be listening. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I will buy one soon and I will totally consider at that point the games that I would normally potentially get on my PlayStation, I will consider really getting on 
on Switch mm-hmm. because of the, the ease. And I could be like, hey, do I want to play this on the train or in my bed? And I'll be like, hmm, I could do both. Fuck it. You know, like, yeah. it's just, it gives you that option and that's really nice. So it, it's a good idea that they started doing that. Yeah, because so they've just moving brought, on like, to one oh. of my... Sorry, go on. Uh, no, I was going to say, they've just brought out, like, The Witcher and stuff on it. Um Yes. Which I don't think you've played, Just but it's apparently runs well. And um, the Skyrim is a game that I've never really played or spent much time on, but I'm really tempted to get, to get it for the Switch because I think it would be perfect for me on the Switch because it is kind of that open exploration mm. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, handheld. But, yeah, like, to go on to, to one of my facts, which is, as I said, it's it's current news. It's not like it's a shock or anything, but... They uh, they did release the handheld focused version of the system, which was the Nintendo Switch Lite, which was released on September 20th this year. So I would love one of these because I just think that they actually look really pretty. Um, I like the colours. I like the blue and pink one. I want it. However, when I do get my Switch, I'm not going to do that because I still want the option to put it on my TV. And I think that if I had all the money in the world, I'd probably like do that. But... I'd like get to or something because you know frivolous, um, but I'm I'm not so I don't have the money. But it's a nice idea and I see what they were going for. I just think it's a bit of a. It's great if you can do that if you're able to do that. But yeah, I don't know. It's about the same kind of price as a normal one. So yeah, you're not really. Yeah, that is one thing with this the switch light. Um, because we looked at it for getting like a second one even maybe, but mm. we kind of thought like again the if same it thing. was. Ma- yeah, if it was so much cheaper, then like mm. I would seriously consider it. But it's not that much cheaper. Not that it would make it wouldn't make me buy it unless it was like it was like seventy pounds. I'd buy it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, cool. Um, another fact as well, which is a, a pretty well known fact, when it came out, um, obviously it had cartridges, which was a blast from the past. Yeah, and to avoid anyone from possibly swallowing these cartridges, Nintendo had laced them with den- oh god, I can't even say this, denatonium benzoate a non-toxic bittering agent so they would taste horrible i did uh, know that agent yeah the agent is also known to be used in animal repellent nail biting prevention shampoos and soaps i licked a cartridge just to see what it was like you did oh yeah how was it sour <laughs> i've never done it i actually forgot that they'd done it um but no, I've never thought to lick the cu- like cartridge. I think it was kind of yeah, I missed it. I can't believe you've it done it. It was a long time ago that I've done it. Uh, it was I think it was when my mum got one because my mum is cooler than me. She has a Nintendo Switch and I don't. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's kind of just reminded me of like nail varnish. Kind mm. of. It just it's just not like I mean to be fair. Like when I was younger, I was probably licking like Mega Drive cartridges. So I mean, yeah. And then I'm, you just I'm blow pretty- on them. I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to the taste of video game <laughs> cartridges. You've tasted them all. She's quite the connoisseur. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a thing that happened. It was pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, it was a thing at the time. Everyone was into it. Everyone was licking them. Um, I don't advise it. Don't do it. Don't go, don't go licking those cartridges. Yeah, it's Another not, fact. Not fun. Another fact that I've got, which is a bit of a random one, is that apparently in the system's photo album set page on the Switch, one of the drawn characters closely resembles the character Go from the Japanese gay pornographic movie A Midsummer's Night's Lewd Dream. The film's character become a part of a popular meme in Japan, which had spawned as a result of the film's overtop acting. So, I don't know this, this uh, pornographic movie, but it sounds great. <laughs> It sounds 
interesting but i enjoyed the fact that it has over the top acting that's obviously why it's become a bit of a meme but mm. i just thought it was funny that's a good one i like it that probably one. means something to somebody but i don't know the meme but <laughs> someone there will get it. it is yeah uh another thing as well i wanted to mention was the nintendo labo yes um which i did a little bit of research into just because i didn't know what it was and i was like well i need to know my facts so it's basically cardboard yeah it's cardboard it's like cardboard sets you could get or you got the um like uh what they called like the diagrams you could print off and make your own basically yeah very expensive cardboard i must say um well this was the thing you didn't you have know, to I buy about Nintendo the, and the novelty yeah you didn't have to buy their sets you, you could download the um like the di- like the oh what's the fucking word um you could download the <laughs> uh like diagrams like the the sheets and then just put it on your own cardboard that you had lying around and make the sets out of that so you didn't have to buy labo at surely all. you had to buy the games uh, yeah, if you wanted to buy the game, but you could buy the game separately and not buy the cardboard set. So you could get to be all honest, the I don't actually know about the prices. I just went on Amazon, and I now don't know if if you can actually get if the Labo is separate to the games. I'm not sure, but for me, I was kind of like, okay, Nintendo, you're doing a novelty thing. That's fine. I watched some YouTube videos of people using it, and I I think for me, like, it's a very novelty thing. I personally myself if i had a switch wouldn't get it unless it was like a christmas day thing or like something like on a sunday i'd be like hey let's just go get that and like try it out and like put it all on and because i know you can you can make it kind of like a vr Mm. you can put like the switch on your head and then use it like a vr and like it sounds fun but like it's probably more directed at like younger people maybe but as i said yeah it was definitely like aimed, it was definitely like marketed towards kids and getting them creative. I know a couple of guys at work who have kids who were really excited about it because it was something mm. that you would let them basically play on a video game console, but really they'd be doing something kind of crafty and something slightly different. Um, you could even edit a lot of the stuff, uh, like a lot of the patterns and things like this to make it and make your own stuff. So a lot of people got really creative. I think there was a competition yeah. not that long ago um where you could make like the most interesting thing out of like cardboard for them and i think someone even made link's bike from um breath of the wild you know the dlc bike that they had they made that out of cardboard and it was mm. fantastic it was so good and you plot your thing in and it made like yeah. the lights and all sorts of stuff so people went really crazy with it which was very cool yeah. to see yeah it, it does look cool like i said i think for me it would definitely be something that i'd it wouldn't be like a long-term thing. It would just be something that I was like, oh yeah, let's just give it a go. Like It just sounds like a, like a fun Sunday afternoon almost. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I like where they were going with it because obviously, you know, you're not going to probably be able to get any kind of like VR going on like the PS4 is doing or anything like mm. that. But it gives you that kind of play around with it, I guess. It's a bit of fun, which is cool. So yeah, it may be cardboard, but it's fun cardboard. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> um it's raining here i'm really sorry if it's making weird noises i can hear some rain it's okay it's atmospheric it's like asmr but don't fall asleep because we've got important things to talk about like yeah. chef's number one i'm gonna do my number one which i think you're gonna be angry at me for it better be my number one so i can talk about it because i've written so many notes which are well, now gone forever should have made the quiz much harder 
Um, Next time I fucking will. <laughs> I think it was the multiple choice, actually. You gave me an out. Um, uh, so my number one is the PlayStation 2. Damn it. <laughs> Can I tell you my number one? Yeah, what was your number one? The be? PlayStation 1. Oh, Close. Traitor. I can't believe you've gone for the two. It's all about the number one. Number one is the best, but please tell me more. <laughs> She's not going to be listening. It's just me and you <laughs> listeners. Um, I've gone with PlayStation 2 because not only... I mean, it outsold every console in existence and still does. Um, sure. But that is not the reason. It was released in 2000, and I think it reminds me of a time where I played a lot of it. It was one of those things when I had a lot of free time when I had it. It was kind of just the right age to where gaming started to become less of just like a fun activity that you do and more of like a hobby. Um, and so I think that's why I've kind of resonated with the PS2 so much. I think this is quite a personal one rather than a, than a I don't know, what the actual console produces in terms of like how powerful it is. But it was quite a good console like the way it was built and stuff it you know um it had quite a strange engine in it um but that took a while for developers to kind of work out how to utilize it but once they did i think they managed to produce some of the best games that we've had um in you know recent histories i think it's quite a lot of the start obviously it's not the start of all the playstation franchise a lot of them did come onto the playstation one but there are some that started on the PlayStation 2. Uh, and I think it's where people started to be a little bit more experimental, I want to say. There were so many games released on the PlayStation 2. I think it's close to 4,000 games have been released on the PlayStation 2, which is an insane wow. number. Um, and I think that's why you get such a range. I think quite a lot of people can talk about this console and say, you know, I played this set of games and this set of games. And sometimes there could be a lot of crossover and sometimes there could be no crossover. Um, you know, it just had such a crazy wide span. Um, and I think about a lot of my favorite games that I often want to still go back and play now. And a lot of them were on PlayStation 2. And if they weren't, the PlayStation 2 could play my PlayStation 1 games. So I was never without my PlayStation 1 games. Uh, and I think that's why I've probably kept my PlayStation 2 and it's lasted as long as it has. I still have my PlayStation 1, to be fair. But my PlayStation 2 is the one that I take around with me and that is often out because I can play all my PlayStation 1 games on there but I can also play my PlayStation 2 ones on there. Do you have the big well. one or the little one? I have the big one. I have the big old oh, I've got the little one. one. You got the listen like slimline one. Yeah, it was it's very easy and very light. It's quite good for that. Yeah. I do like a big chunky console to be fair. And I think <laughs> when I first I got my PlayStation 2 like when it first kind of came out, so and mine's my still original one that I had back then, so I think that's why it's the big old old-fashioned one. That's all right. Um, I mean, I've, I've got the sexy new version. Yeah. I, I need to stop calling consoles sexy. <laughs> you are really going after these sexy consoles. Not only have a sexy master system, but now the sexy PS2 as well. <laughs> I just love the sexy versions of things. Yeah. I'm just getting all the... You're going to get the sexy Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I need um, to stop, like, you know, humanizing these things. Gonna... It's a machine. Yeah. You can't love it. You can't, you can't take it on a date, Nikki. It's not how it works. It'll you never return watch. your love. I'm going to find you guys sharing a bowl of spaghetti, just feeding it into the disc tray. <laughs> I'm going to find dying the shit out of my consoles. 
going to take it out for a nice seafood dinner and treat it right. <laughs> yep. Treat yeah. it right and they'll treat you right. Oh my goodness. And they do. It's gotten weird. Sorry, continue. <laughs> We've gone on a tangent. Um, a sexy tangent. <laughs> I can't even remember what I was saying about the PlayStation Sorry, 2. Sorry, I have a habit of doing that. Yeah, it's fine. I honestly don't think I have that much to say about the PlayStation 2. I know I've put it as my number one. Um, and I said a lot about all the other consoles. But the PlayStation 2 was just... It was just my jam. I That's think it was fine. a lot of I other mean, people's jam. I, I had paragraphs on my, on my number one. Well, so you don't get fine. to talk about yours, so <laughs> pipe well, down. I was going to say as well, we did do an episode on the PlayStation 2 in terms of our top five PlayStation 2 games, so you could always go check that out as well um, to hear us talk about it a bit more. Yeah, we were joined by Max and Jesse as well. Um, and I think that's the thing, because they were talking about games that I'd either never played or knew of but i don't know weren't necessarily the thing that i was super into but there are like ssx and that kind of thing is where they kind of come from and everyone had different versions of it there were so many gta's on there it was unreal i don't know a lot of games yeah it was just it felt like the prime time of gaming and i think just because at the time i had a lot of time to play games on it um Mm. and just remember having those days on like a weekend or something and sitting playing it to no end and not really moving out of my bedroom well, but it was a good time. I'm really glad that Sony has made the list because I'm I'm a big fan of Sony, and although the PlayStation 2 wasn't my favourite, I still had one, and I still I still have always loved Sony's consoles, so I'll allow it. Yeah, you're okay with it. I think this is my thing. Like I I was the same as you. I wanted to mention Sony because Sony does have that place in my heart from when I was younger. Um, and I think when I think about all the like Sony consoles that I've owned. The two is just one that always sticks out in my brain. I think because I had the PlayStation one and I remember I spent so much time on it and I do really enjoy it. But I think, like I said before, PlayStation two was where I really started to care about the games that I got, I think most invested in, in the games that I was playing. Um, I got a little bit more into the story, even some of the final fantasies, um, I remember replaying on my PlayStation 2 because it had that nice capability. Um, and I remember getting into them more because I'd played like Final Fantasy X or um, I'd gotten really into Dark Cloud or I don't know, all those RPGs and stuff that were on there uh, that had really good stories. I, it just kind of resonated with me a little bit more um, on that era than I think they did before. So that's why I've included it. And I guess, to be honest, I think I think games were kind of well, I guess especially in our kind of generation, like consoles have then sort of like progressed in a certain way. And especially for me, the PlayStation 1 and 2, I started playing games that were a bit more, like have a bit more depth to them, like Final Fantasies. And I don't know, I think game games then started getting a lot more complex and mm-hmm. the, the ability to be more complex. And I guess it was really one that kind of was stood out in our generation as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a valid pick. Yep, yeah. I think I know it is, Nikki. It's why it's my number one. <laughs> um, yeah, you did earn it. You earn your I, your quiz right to thanks. it. Thanks. Um, I think <laughs> as well. I think it impacted uh, games now, especially on PlayStation, and where Sony's gone with its exclusives. I feel like a lot of the stuff that happened on PlayStation Two helped where it is now. Not obviously the main thing, but I think it helped. 
I can see the influences of the games that were popular on like two and now, and obviously there are now ones that were came out on two and now have come out on four. Like Kingdom Hearts yeah. is finally out, and that was that was one of my favorite PS2 games. Um, but yeah, I just I enjoyed this console, and that is why it is in here. Um, facts. So talking about the the non sexy design of the Sony PlayStation <laughs> Two. Uh, apparently, it wasn't Sony's original idea, but is in fact based on the old Atari, the Falcon 030 Microbox. Okay. Uh, Sony bought the design patent when Atari were going bankrupt. And they were selling out all their stuff, and this was this strange block design. And if you look at pictures, you can kind of see it. Um, mm. And Sony really liked it um, and just bought the patent, and they were like, we're going to take this and make a weird console that you can have one way up or the other uh another fact about its design was that the black console with the blue logo was meant to represent the earth surrounded by the blackness of space okay yeah it was just a <laughs> fair which <laughs> is a weird fact that i found uh oh another one that's quite topical that i remember if i found so the playstation 2 was actually the first console to be able to stream netflix on it However, really? this feature was only available in Brazil. <gasps> Brazil did it again. Yeah, Brazil, you. We just know stuff about Brazil and gaming. I want to do an, an entire universe. <laughs> I think I might want to do an episode on Brazil and gaming. It sounds like a if super interesting. Anyone time. is listening from Brazil, we'd love to hear from you, and how. No, love to know how the math system is doing, etc. Yeah. What was Netflix on PlayStation 2 like? Yeah. What's popular now? Just just give us the lowdown. We just need to know. Yeah. We need to know. And... Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, My last fact. Continue. I've got one more fact. I think it's an okay fact to interrupt you with. Okay. Um. So a British man named Dan Holmes loved his PlayStation 2 so much that he asked to have his name changed to Mr. PlayStation 2. Yes. This is for some reason. I was looking for my quiz facts earlier, uh, quiz questions. For some reason, this appeared in, in one that I found online. And I found that, I, oh my God, it's amazing. I want to marry him. Right. Oh, well, you can't marry him. This was the second part of this fact. Huh? He's also reportedly asked to be married to his PlayStation. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Nikki, but your name cannot be Mrs. PlayStation 2. Wait, wait, He's wait, already wait. taken. So his name is Mr. PlayStation, and he's married his PlayStation. Yeah, he's Mr. Where PlayStation. Where is this guy now? PlayStation. I've, I'm gonna have a look after we've recorded this podcast. I'm gonna locate him, and I want him on the show. Damn it! We'll do an interview and find out about him and his relationship with his PlayStation Two. <laughs> I there wonder if he has where... the sexy version of his PlayStation, <laughs> and that's why he married it. Maybe he takes it on a date. Maybe, maybe you can, he can ask tell him for me. tips. Yeah, maybe you should tell me about how I can marry my sexy master system. What can you do to woo your master system? I bet he's got like a whole book with some tips in it. He seems like the type. Watch out, everybody. It's not going to be long until I'm going to be Nikki master system. <laughs> I look forward to this day. Can I come to the wedding? It's happening. Can I be bridesmaid? Uh, yeah, if you bring your PlayStation 2 my date sure yeah but everyone everyone has to bring their own console <laughs> their plus one is only a console what is happening <laughs> <laughs> have we gotten here 
I wonder. But that's that's a good fact. It was good. I was glad that was my ending fact. It was my end to this list. <laughs> um, it do you was have any a good end. Horrible, honourable mentions, dearest. <laughs> I have some horrible mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in a little twist. Um, I do, which is the PS1. That's my honourable mention. That's the most important honourable mention. I'm not going to speak about it, but one day I'm going to speak about it because I've got all this information and good facts. But it's fine. Um, another one that I would like to mention is the Nintendo 64 and also the Nintendo GameCube and also the Mega Drive. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. To be fair, I was surprised that neither the Mega Drive... I mean, you had Master System, so that makes sense. But also, I thought GameCube was going to be on here. Oh, oh it was, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. My more mentions. Oh, right, yeah. No, but I thought it would be like your number one or something. I no. was convinced. It, it was originally on my list and I switched it for the Nintendo Switch. Uh-huh. Ah. Um, mostly because I realised that although I loved the GameCube, it was based fully and only on nostalgia. It was a yeah. good console and I, I know from like researching it, it was a good console, but... I didn't really have anything on it apart from the fact that I was like, I enjoyed playing the Wind Waker on it. Like, it, it's a great console and I love it. And it's in my mentions, but it's just, I found, I just think that the Switch is just too momentous to not include. And yeah. for me, the Mars system won over the Mega Drive because although I do love the Mega Drive and the games on it, the Mars system was for me more pivotal and also a bit of an underdog. And I love an underdog, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So my honorable mentions were all the ones that you just mentioned plus sweet uh some old old ones uh like the Kalika vision and the atari 2600 cool yep going on nice. um, we, um we that is it. our list it's always an interesting one doing five but i think this was a good topic to do it for because i mean otherwise we'd start getting obscure we would yeah and it would just I think there'd be a lot of crossovers and everything would just go a little bit crazy. And Beetle would think, just be everywhere. Yeah. I think we covered the giants. I think we did well. We spoke about the main ones. There were a few that never got mentioned, like Microsoft and Xbox, etc. But that's fine. Much to your happiness. Nah, I, I, I'm developing a better relationship with Microsoft now. I'm not going to become Nikki Microsoft anytime soon. But we're we're on better terms lately. <laughs> Good. Now you've actually played on one, you're okay with it. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. Good. Um, yeah, so that was our list. That was a yeah. good one. Um, if you, you know, disagree at all or want to tell us about your favourite ones, let us know on our Twitter, which is at what, Nikki? Game till five. Uh, you can also find Nikki doing her cosplay beautifulness at what, Nikki? Elite Cat with two E's. You can follow us on Instagram at GameTill5. I sometimes run it. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, she said to me that the other day, she was like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to do all the Instagram stuff. I'm going to be an Instagram star. And I was like, okay, cool. You go, Glen Coco. And then it lasted about two days. This is me doing more than I've done on my own Instagram. <laughs> So there is you post every two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on Instagram. But look, you tried. That's the most important. Thing. I'm still trying. It'll happen. Um, but yeah, you can you can follow our Instagram. And maybe if you follow us, then it will make Steph do more things. Who knows? Yeah. You can also 
um, join our Discord, which we haven't been using much at the moment. So again, join that and maybe we'll start doing stuff where you can come in and talk about what the games you would have picked for things, what consoles you would have picked, and other things. If you just want to talk to us, you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, thanks again for everyone joining the giveaway. We do have some more stickers, which I'm sure we'll give away or spread around uh, at yeah. some point soon. And I'm sure we'll stream again soon because, you yes. know, that's the thing we, we need to do. We haven't done that in a while, but we maybe should pick up Stardew again soon for some relaxing times. But also, if anyone wants to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it out on the show so even if you just want to say something completely obscure and not even related to our podcast but want to rate us five stars we'll read it out on the show so do that yeah I don't know if that's allowed oh is it we're allowing it it's fine I don't know I don't know if you can just write random shit and that counts as a review but I'm we're desperate (laughs) we will accept anything joy (laughs) also subscribe to our YouTube channel because I'm still uploading the backlog backlog of our podcast there and i still upload all of our stream stuff there sometimes i stream by myself uh without steph and cry but i do that and i upload it and sometimes we stream and it all goes on there so definitely subscribe to us if you love us yeah uh so join us next time where we'll be having our birthday bonanza episode um and good night good night and done